Hello, and welcome to another episode of the National Kidney Foundation Life of Nephrologist podcast. I am Sam Kent, a Transplant Nephrology Fellow at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. This episode celebrates the 40th year of the American Journal of Kidney Disease, which was first published in July 1981. AJKD is the official journal of the National Kidney Foundation, whose mission is to improve the lives of people living with chronic kidney disease. Uh, NKF strongly believes that education of nephrology workforce is a key facet to meet this mission and provides free membership to all U.S.-based nephrology fellows who can then access AJKD and advances in chronic kidney disease at no cost. Today's episode will focus on AJKD's education features. We are joined by Dr. Jeff Burns, the deputy editor of AJKD, professor of medicine at the University of Pennsylvania, and a past president of the National Kidney Foundation. Dr. Agnes Fogo, editor of the Atlas of Renal Pathology and professor of pathology at Vanderbilt University. Dr. Asghar Rastegar, core curriculum editor and professor of medicine and global health at Yale University. And Dr. Debbie Chen, former AJKD editorial intern and a research fellow at the University of California at San Francisco. Let's start by discussing how AJKD provides education to the nephrology workforce, including those who are in training. Dr. Fogel, I'll begin with you. The Atlas of Pathology has been an extremely popular feature of AJKD. Can you briefly describe the Atlas and share with us how the idea for this feature came about? Thank you very much. This happened when Neil Kurtzman was editor of AJKD long time ago, last century. He was editor from 1997 until 2001. He asked me to join the editorial board and said he wanted to expand pathology teaching. We brainstormed some and we started first with teaching cases, which were many CPCs, unknown cases. And then I wanted to expand to have a quiz case that was interactive and where you could show morphologic features on one page and ask questions and turn the page or on the virtual world, look at the next click and see what the answer was. And then I got the support from Neil Kurtzman to embark on something that back in 1999 was quite adventuresome to have high quality digital images that could be clicked on, downloaded and used for teaching. And with his support, we developed expertise in how to form these digital images. And we decided that we would cover one disease a month and create an atlas of images of classic diseases with short explanatory texts. And this continued for a long time with nearly 70, 80 diseases covered over his course, supported after Neil's term by Bert Kosicki and Andy Levy. I'm very, very pleased that after this atlas had been completed, that the new leadership at AJKD with Andy Levy and Harv Feldman supported a reinvigoration and reinvention of the Atlas to expand on the text. And with my colleagues, past fellow Dr. Bazad Najafian, Dr. Mark Lusko, and my colleague, Dr. Charlie Alpers at University of Washington, where Bazad also is, Dr. Mark Lusko is with me here at Vanderbilt. We embarked a few years ago on this reinvention and expansion to create the Atlas of Renal Pathology II. And I'm so grateful to NKF and AJKD for supporting this. It's been very gratifying. And I agreed to do this because Neil agreed that this would be accessible without cookies or sign-in or any barriers. It would be a free educational tool, a fantastic 
generosity of resources, of time, of man-woman power at AJKD and NKF to make this happen. You know, a lot of us fellows have actually used it extensively at this point. We're very curious to know how are fellows learning about renal pathology in 1981 when the journal was first published as compared to now? Well, in 1981, I was finishing medical school, so I have no idea what nephrology fellows were doing then, other than that they weren't going into renal pathology, which became uh, my passion as I went through pathology residency and discovered what a terrific specialty it is. I think people read in the classic textbooks of nephrology some small descriptors. I don't think anybody dared to delve into the Bible of renal pathology, Heptenstall, because it was so in-depth there. Well, I see somebody signaling to me as we're talking there that maybe they dug into Heptenstall. So I think having something that was a little bit more approachable, where you didn't have to get so encyclopedic to understand what these multisyllabic words that pathologists use in reports, what they meant, I think was the motivation for Neil Kurtzman and myself to develop this idea, and then obviously the support of the subsequent editors. But I'd like to hear from my expert nephrologist on here of your experience in learning and how we use digital tools and the terrific educational resources from NKF and AJKD to enhance communication and training and learning, not just for patients, but for our trainees and even faculty too. This is Jeff Burns. I actually uh, own somewhere um, the three-volume set of Heptenstahl, <laughs> which is how I uh, learned uh, renal pathology when I was at, at Yale as a fellow with Dr. Rastigar, in fact. And Mike Kashkarian was the chief of uh, renal pathology at the time. Thanks, Dr. Fogan. Thanks, Dr. Burns. But moving on to Dr. Rastigar, who is currently the core curriculum editor these articles are usually at the top of the most downloaded list at the AJKD. Would you briefly describe this article type and discuss some of the changes you've made to this feature um, to make it more helpful to readers? Thank you very much, Sam. You know, the major goal of the core curriculum has been to provide the reader with an in-depth review of important topics, emphasizing applied knowledge, the knowledge that impacts on our clinical practice. The core curriculum has existed as part of AJKD for more than a decade when I was asked to take over this feature. But the way it was presented actually changed so that from a bullet presentation, it became a narrative presentation. The key change that occurred when I took over was really to begin to create format where patient presentation uh, led the sections and then knowledge was imparted and then there was a discussion about how to apply that knowledge to a specific case. Uh, we uh, invited experts who not only have contributed significantly to the field, but also have been personally involved in the care of patients. We have actually been very fortunate to have been able to recruit some of the best authorities in the field. The encouragement in terms of providing the key knowledge that's actually applicable to the care of patients comes from the fact that these people have had the experience of doing that at the bedside or in the clinic in caring for their own patients. Thank you, Dr. Rastigar. I want to ask Dr. Burns, who's um, the deputy editor of the AJKD, what are some other ways in which um, AJKD provides educational material to you know trainees that include residents, fellows, and beyond? 
Thanks, Sam. Um, I would like to first uh, congratulate both Drs. Fogo and Rastigar for really sustaining, you know, incredibly educational pieces of AJKD in their own domains. Um, I don't remember the exact number, but in the last five years, there's been something like 30 or 40 uh, core curricula come out, um, which is really an amazing feat. And, and that that really is like our flagship educational content, I think, that along with the Atlas. Some of the other educational material that, that I think are very helpful to residents, fellows, and, and people who are beyond fellowship and in practice, of course, are review articles. These are, uh, some of them are invited, some of them are not. People just submit uh, ideas to us and ask if we have an interest in it. These span the spectrum really from virtually every area of clinical nephrology, either as a classic review article or what we sometimes refer to as perspective articles, which are more opinion-based and maybe less uh, in the in the format of a classic review article, uh, and then public policy review articles or what used to be called policy forum, uh, which covers policy topics related to nephrology, and these are all highly educational. We get a lot of case reports submitted to AJKD. We publish very few of them. These can be very educational, um, but but it's not rare for me to get a case report submission that I think is has more educational value as an AJKD quiz than it has value as a case report. And I'll uh, sort of turn back to the authors and just frankly let them know that uh, this is probably not something that we're going to be able to publish in AKG as a case report because we only publish about six to eight a year. But it, that I think it has merit, more merit as an educational, uh, in an educational format for an AJKD quiz. And I think without exception, the authors are generally very happy to uh, repackage their case report content in the form of a quiz, which is a case description, uh, usually followed by three or four questions asking how, what, what would you next? How would you handle this? What diagnostic tests would you order? What would, what does the biopsy show? And those sorts of things. And I think those are, are very popular. We, of course, have Neff Madness and the AJKD blog are sort of our online content, uh, both of which are very highly educational. As, as you probably know, Neff Madness is now an international event that uh, helps to educate and entertain people uh, in nephrology all over the world. And then lastly, and something about which we are very, very proud at AJKD is the creation of the editorial internship. You're going to hear from Dr. Chen about this next. We were, I believe, the first nephrology journal to develop an internship program. Others have followed suit. We're very, very proud of ours and are very proud of the fellows who have come through the internship and and the four who are currently in the program. Uh, and will remain so for the rest of this uh, academic year. Um, I, I believe it's been a very highly educational experience for the for the interns, and we uh, on the editorial board actually learn a lot uh, from our engagement with them. Thank you, Dr. Burns. Speaking of the editorial internship, we do have a former intern joining the podcast today, Dr. Chen. Dr. Chen, would you briefly describe your internship experience and share some of the things you learned over the last year? Right. So the Editorial internship is a one-year internship for nephrology fellows with a broad range of interests, including interests in research, education, and medical writing. And it was a really fantastic experience that added a lot to my research fellowship. Overall, the main thing I learned was to appreciate how much care and thought it takes to run a journal. Aside from understanding how AJKD is run, I got to appreciate some of the intricacies of publishing that I hadn't previously thought about. For example, we had multiple sessions with Laura, Jeff, and Harv about the ethical issues that editors and journals 
faced and how they grapple with them. So we had calls every two weeks and the calls were structured by topic and um, they were structured around sections of AJKD, including the core curriculum, observational studies, and case reports. Prior to each of these calls, we were assigned to an article to review and we presented a summary of our review during these calls. These were all articles that had been previously submitted to AJKD and an editorial decision was already made. And we discussed the article as a group and we got to find out what the editors were thinking in their discussion at that time, uh, at the time that the article was under consideration. Each of us also had an opportunity to sit in on editorial board meetings where they discussed submitted articles and decided on which articles to move forward. And that was a really enlightening process to see. Other calls were structured around topics related to running a journal. I briefly talked about the ethics related to authors, reviewers, and editors. We talked about what would and would not be considered ethical in publishing and got to hear from the editors how they grappled with challenging issues. And um, in the fall of the internship, a large part was dedicated to Neff Madness, and that was an exciting and fun part to be a a part of. We got to collaborate with experts around the world to write educational pieces on hot topics in nephrology. And I would say the best part of the fellowship was the people. We had four interns, so Arun, Raquel, Krishna, and myself, and we were spread out in programs around the country, and we got to catch up every couple weeks about our fellowship experiences. We also got to meet a lot of the AJKD leadership and editorial board, and they were all really great people who were truly dedicated to to bringing us onto the team and teaching us about the editorial process. So it was a great experience for me. Excellent. Thanks for sharing your experience, Dr. Chen. As we neared the end of the episode, um, I do wonder uh, if we could go around and share what you selected as your uh, favorite classic paper from AJKD and uh, why you picked it. Dr. Fogo, would you like to tell us about it? This is very, very difficult, but I there are so many wonderful things published by so many people, but I'm going to be slightly, maybe not narcissistic, but self-focused and say that when AJKD accepted a hypothesis paper regarding morphologic classification of FSGS done with Vivette Gotti and Charles Jeanette and Jan Anthony Bruin. I was extraordinarily pleased with daring to put this forth without having the firm evidence and validation cohort and everything, but putting this out as ideas that could be tested. So even though it is work that I was a part of with the terrific leadership of my colleagues, it set the standard for sharing definitions and being able to test hypothesis. And because I am a pathologist, I think I'm pathologically very fond of that paper. Thank you, Dr. Fogo. Dr. Rastigar, what about you? I'm also going to be somewhat... narcissistic in selection of what I think was a, a wonderful paper. And that was actually one of the first core curriculums uh, that was done by wonderful colleagues uh, at UCSF, uh, Dr. Liu, uh, on AKI and management of AKI. Uh, it has remained one of the most downloaded papers for the last four years, which has been actually amazing. And I think it has to do with the fact that we as nephrologists struggle uh, with this very, very common clinical challenge uh, that all of us face in the hospital on a daily basis. This uh, area of intense investigation, by the fact that we know a lot more about it now than we did decades ago, 
public treatment hasn't changed very much. And they continue to be puzzled by how best to move this field forward. So that paper summarizing what we knew at that time uh, has amazingly re remained relevant uh, uh, in the past four years. I want to congratulate uh, the authors uh, who submitted and who wrote that manuscript. Thank you, Dr. Astigar. Dr. Burns, what about you? Well, I'm going to reach back into time um, to 1998. And um, just to recall a paper that I, I have gone back to many, many times over the year, it was called Clinical Epidemiology of Cardiovascular Disease and Chronic Renal Disease by Rob Foley, Pat Parfrey, and Mark Sarnak. This was actually an era where we used the term chronic renal disease instead of chronic kidney disease. And actually, the term chronic renal insufficiency uh, appears in this paper, a term we, we almost never use anymore. And, and the importance of this paper to me was it really drove home to me the disparate mortality risk that patients with chronic kidney disease bear, um, particularly among people who are young compared to those who are of similar young age but don't have chronic kidney disease. It's orders of magnitude higher. And I've, I've used the figures from this paper. There's a figure one in particular um, and, and other uh, content in this paper that just really has always emphasized for me the tremendous um, uh, cardiovascular um, mortality that's associated with, with chronic kidney disease across the entire age spectrum, but it, it has such a, an awful impact, particularly among those who are young um, compared to uh, their, their other individuals of that age who don't have kidney disease. So this is an article that has stuck with me throughout the years. Thanks, Dr. Burns. And finally, Dr. Chen. Thanks. One of my favorites is the principles of kidney pharmacotherapy for the nephrologist, and it's actually a core curriculum piece published this year uh, by Vondra Sek et al., and who I believe is a pharmacist. And I thought it was an excellent review of pharmacokinetics and CKD and offered a summary of important points regarding medication dosing. And it was helpful to me because it, it was clinically applicable and also happens to apply to my research interests in EGFR and medication dosing. So I'd say that was one of my favorites. Well, thank you all. Um, that was that was great. Um, I think a lot of these um, articles will be shared with us, especially at the link below uh, when you access this podcast. So thank you for sharing uh, all these articles. I think um, trainees and nephrologists alike will definitely enjoy them. I would love um, to hear from you if you have any parting thoughts uh, as we come to the end of the podcast. Dr. Rastigar, would you like to say something? I'm often asked, uh, what is the secret ingredient uh, that makes uh, core curriculum so popular? The key is really find the right authors who recognize the importance of application of knowledge at the bedside to the care of the patient. But this really begins with recommendation by a very outstanding and supportive advisory board that is Ursula Brewster, Manushar Soleimani, Anne O'Hare, Biff Palmer, and Michael Choi, who not only helped in selecting the authors, but also selecting the topics that are relevant uh, to the core curriculum, and also then reviewing the manuscript. Uh, finally, there's a critical role that AJKD editorial office plays to ensure that the format is uniform and the presentation is pleasing to the eye, inviting the reader to actually read the manuscript. I would also be remiss if I did not mention the important role that the deputy editor 
uh, Dr. Jeff Byrne plays, who to put it simply, ensure that each core curriculum meets the highest standard of the journal. I've been really privileged to have been able to work with this wonderful group in developing this format. Thank you. Dr. Fogel. It's just a pleasure to be part of what NKF and AJKD do together. And I particularly want to thank Andy Levy for allowing the Atlas to be resurrected and Har Feldman continuing with that vision to allow this to come to fruition. And then particularly Dr. Rostegar of allowing us to provide an updated core curriculum paper that integrates the Atlas with the core curriculum finding of interpretation of lesions in pathology. It's just very wonderful to see that pathology learning is integrated so nicely with the other elements of nephrology. Thank you very much to the whole NKF and AJKD team. Dr. Burns. Well, this is, I think, my last official act as a deputy editor of AJKD, and my five-year term is coming to an end at the end of December. Um, it's been a wonderful uh, experience, learned a ton, uh, have an opportunity to work really with great people, including those who are on, on the call. And, and there's not many uh, opportunities to work with the spectrum from fellows who are so interested in nephrology to, to colleagues, uh, some of whom are, are junior, some of whom are senior, who all come together to create uh, such a wonderful product as AJKD. And a special shout out to, to Har Feldman. Uh, as editor-in-chief and my co-deputy editor, uh, Laura Denver, have just been phenomenal to work with. And lastly, Dr. Chen. Yeah, so on behalf of all the editorial interns, Arun, Raquel, Krishna, and myself, I'd like to thank everyone at AJKD for providing us with a great and very educational experience um, getting to learn about everything that happens at AJKD. I must thank you all for joining this podcast, um, celebrating the 40th anniversary of AJKD. As I mentioned, we've provided links to all the content and encourage you to check out these valuable resources that are freely available. If you're a nephrology fellow interested in learning about the editorial process at a journal, consider applying uh, to AJKD editorial internship when the cycle opens in February. And of course, get ready for NF Madness, which begins in March 2022. See you next time. Did you know NKF offers professional membership for listeners just like you? Be the first to get the latest in updates and news. Fulfill your annual CE requirements for free. Access our premier research and clinical journals. And join us at the largest interprofessional gathering of kidney experts around the world. Check out membership at kidney.org slash membership.